Hello, and welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 1, Episode 17, To Be a Man. There seems to be some uh, discrepancies as to the official air date for this episode. Um, IMDb says February 26th. But uh, the MacGyver Wiki says March 5th, and uh, judging based on the CBS website listing March 5th, I'm going to go with March 5th as my vote. Uh, For the original air date for this episode, March 5th, 1986, it was directed by Cliff Bowl, the classic Cliff Bowl, and written by Don Mankiewicz, who uh, is part of a screenwriting family, um, a well-known screenwriting family. Right, right, right. Herman J. Mankiewicz, his father, wrote Citizen Kane. and I think his uncle wrote, what was it that he wrote? Mother Jokes and Speed, I think he wrote. I think he wrote a bunch of James Bond movies. Mm. Tom Mankiewicz. Tom Mankiewicz, yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of my favorite James Bond movies, actually. But yeah, a lot of screenwriters in the Mankiewicz family. I think this is Don's only MacGyver episode. Um, and uh, Don turns out my least favorite of the Mankiewicz Aww. screenwriters. So, But uh, no offense, Don. I just don't like your writing. <laughs> Anyway, um, why don't you give us a, a brief overview of this episode? In this episode, MacGyver is forced to uh, crash land in Afghanistan to recover a piece of a satellite. And in the process, uh, he is critically wounded and forced to take refuge with a family uh, while he's being sought out by the local Afghan militia and the Soviets. Cool. Um, and I think we can move into uh, the full-length description of this. Um yeah, we start out with um, sort of cutting back and forth between MacGyver piloting a fighter jet over mm-hmm. Afghanistan airspace, um, and the intention is to get shot down on purpose right. because he plans on surviving this, the crash or the the dogfight. Right. It, they, he even calls the plane an obsolete plane. Right. Yeah. They're they're using just a crappy plane because so, they know so, it's going to get shot down. Yeah. So even if the Russians get the wreckage. They, they won't have anything. There's nothing to scavenge. Exactly. And um, we're cutting back and forth between that and uh, a scene of a young boy sort of watching through the window of his home as his mother is being essentially raped by yeah. um, a man. Uh, and is this is Khalil, right? This is Khalil, and it's, it's just a really harsh opening to the to this story. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dark, um, literally and figuratively. Um, and we have uh, Khalil here is is played by uh, the second appearance of Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the uh, renowned horse thief Sid Haig. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's he stole horses in real life. I'm, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't. But just... he also played a character who was a horse thief uh, in our, the opening Gambit before Thief of Budapest. Right, right. Um, and uh, then MacGyver stole the horse back. Uh, he pulled a quail on him. He stole the <laughs> stolen thing back, and. Uh, and yeah, here we have him playing a character named Khalil. He was Khan, I think, last time. Right. And this is the first person besides Dana Elkar to come back and play a second character on the show, at least to play a major enough character that it had a name and lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so always fun to see him back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he's raping a woman. Yeah. So that's less fun to see. <laughs> um, 
And uh, her son is the one watching through the window. Yeah, he's watching. Ahmed is watching from outside. And Ahmed here is played by A.J. Naidu, who he's not actually credited in the episode for whatever reason. But um, A.J. Naidu uh, plays uh, Samir Naina Najjar. Naina Najjar. Naina Najjar. Not going to work here anymore. In office space. So uh, fun to see him as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I actually watched this my first pass and didn't even know it was him until you pointed it out. Well, I, I didn't know it was him either until I was trying to figure out who who he was and why he wasn't credited. Exactly, yeah, because he was uncredited and he's not even listed as uncredited on the IMDb page for this episode. Right, it's not on his IMDb page at all. Oh, it's on his IMDb page. Oh, but, but it's, it's not, not on, on the, the episode. Which IMDb. usually they show uncredited. Exactly. Maybe and if you pull it up by full cast and crew, it would show as uncredited. I'm not sure. I, I, I did not do that. Um, but yeah, so interesting that he wasn't credited. But um, fans of his work, obviously, in Office Space, he's amazing. But um, one of the first things I think of when I think of uh, AJ is his appearance in this. It was sort of a special episode of The West Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, between, I don't remember, uh, the second and third season or the first and second season. But basically, 9-11 had happened just as the show, show was gearing up to come back. And um, in the span of like a couple weeks, um, they put together an episode to sort of address like terrorism as a theme. And uh, they basically find out that there, there's someone who is on like some government watch list um, that is apparently working in the White House. And it turns out he's an unrelated person with the same name, that there's more than one person with this name. But Leo starts calling him out and is really like, it's he's very unleo in this episode. The episode kind of bothers me for that reason, but mm. it's it's a very interesting episode, and um and they use him to make a really great point. So it, it's a it's a very poignant appearance on the West Wing, and it's also amazing that they were able to put this episode together and with like no notice, right, right, and almost the whole major cast is in the show, and and especially during such a hard time. Yeah, exactly, for, for and her. and to to make that point when right at that moment in America, everyone was just like this is terrible, who did this, like, we need to seek them out, and for them to put a whole show together explaining, like, well, hold on, there needs to be, like, a reasoned response to all this. It was just, it's pretty amazing that they were able to put it together and even comprehend putting it together at the mm-hmm. time. So it's it's a very strong episode of the show and due in no small part to his appearance. Um, but, yeah, so um, he's a great guy. And yeah. he's super funny in office space, obviously. Right, right. So pro- probably what he's best known for. Um, and he he makes appearances all the time on TV. I see him every once in a while on yeah, TV yeah. shows. So, so MacGyver's flying over the border, and at this point, he's been spotted by the Russian uh, detection system at the to- of the time. Yeah. And they they tell him to you know to land and to you know identify yourself, and he of course he's not doing that because his intention is to be shot down. Um, and the explanation for this is that there was a satellite that um, was in orbit for a while, and it crashed. Mm-hmm. essentially uh, somewhat according to plan right but they didn't want it to be, crash here um in afghanistan or i mean vasquez rocks playing afghanistan right right um and so the plan was that he had to go and recover something from it because there was some important material that was for whatever reason launched into space with the satellite right and they didn't want the the russians to get it right. even though it even though there was set to explode if you tamper with it right so it's it's not just a matter of preventing them from getting their hands on it because it seems pretty clear that they wouldn't have it would have exploded right um it seems like it's something that they desperately need back Mm -hmm. which i mean it's in a sealed metal case i don't know what purpose it could have served on the satellite it's probably just just analytics data collection yeah but for whatever um, reason it didn't beam it back yeah to earth um and 
while he's flying this fighter jet, he's reading the instructions on how to like put together the wings of this satellite. Because mm-hmm. the implication is that early satellites, when they returned to Earth, somehow came down with wings. Yeah. Which I don't know if that was ever the case. If 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 any listener knows um, a more uh, uh, has a better understanding of how this process worked, please please send us an email. But because yeah, it's not a parachute. Yeah, and it's and like, as what, far as we understood. Anything that was intended to be brought back from space, if it's not coming on a shuttle, is coming back by parachute. Right. And it I doesn't mean, get a hang glider wing. But that's also the that's how the Apollo astronauts and the Mercury. It's all parachutes. There was there was never like a gliding system. But so MacGyver is uh, his intention is to find this uh, piece of the satellite and then just smuggle that out of the country as quickly as possible. Yep. The plane is flying uh, and the missiles now have been launched at him. And Pete is watching from uh, a remote station at the federal building, and, and he the, can tell MacGyver hasn't ejected yet. Yeah, yeah, they can, they they they're they're getting some kind of real time feed, uh, which is incredible, really, for the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, MacGyver waits to the very last second to pull pull his ejection seat and get out from the before the plane explodes. Yeah. So he he ejects, and you know Pete. This is basically the end of Pete for this episode. Yeah, like it's, a, it's a very small contribution to the episode. Yeah, I, I guess just... That's probably strike one for me. I mean, yeah. I know Pete was not even in the last episode, which is the first time that's happened since he was reintroduced, mm-hmm. but um, automatically a huge strike against the episode that there's no Pete involvement beyond this point. Yeah, and it, it just seems like such a weird addition. Like, it, it's unnecessary, because it, we could we, we would just buy them. MacGyver was flying in as part of a mission. We've, we've heard him do these opening narrations before. But I think they just had the countdown set together still, and they were like, "Let's shoot an extra scene here, yeah, to plug into to be a man just to kill some time." Yeah, we got we got this cool control room, and we're not taking advantage of it. And there is a, a funny line there when as as MacGyver's parachuting down, which is the likely thing to do is to parachute down from this height, right? <laughs> not to hang glide down. Um, he uh, he says, "Right about now, I bet." Uh, I bet Pete's wondering why I waited until the last second, and then it cuts back to Pete. He always waits until the last possible second. He timed it perfectly, sir. He certainly did. It's a funny moment. Yeah. On the ground, MacGyver uh, hides his parachute, and he's got some kind of... uh, I think he's just kind of, like, coordinating to where the satellite is supposed to be. He's just doing kind of triangulation, like, visual. Like, he doesn't have, like, a tracking device on the satellite or anything. He just has the... The telemetry from when it went down and is and just doing guesswork and yeah, in the direction and maybe an idea is. in mind of like the terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the, they're doing some uh, clever editing to work around the fact that uh, here for the third episode now or second and a half episode, he's got uh, a cast on his right, right arm, um, which is sort of hidden right now by his flight suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever they do like inserts from like the chest down, it's probably a stunt double moving around but right, we're just right. not seeing the the cast uh once the plane explodes it's seen by ahmed his mother and and khalil like they come out and they see like oh the russians have shot, shot down another plane let's go get some wreckage because they'll pay they'll pay extra for the wreckage yeah they pay top dollar for any piece of like american military weaponry yeah and if there's a pilot they'll pay even more right even though this seems to be what they're paid to do anyway like yeah like the, 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 they are already getting paid to recover and do missions of this type, um, because we heard a guy shout a month's pay for <laughs> for whoever finds the the pilot. Yeah. Uh, 
So they're clearly bringing in money for this work already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Khalil, Khalil grabs his men and they ride off towards the plane. And uh, the Soviets are also sending their ground troops in uh, at the same time. And they kind of meet up. And this starts to put some pressure on MacGyver, unknowingly yet, that he's got two different sets of forces pursuing him while he's making his way up to the satellite which they really should have considered when the plan was oh let's have them blow me up right on top of it instead of like why don't we just covertly parachute out and then recover the satellite that they don't even know is there yeah instead like let's draw as much attention as we can and then force rebels into going out there and scrambling for pieces of the of the plane i guess it was supposed to be some kind of distraction like maybe they'd be too concentrating concentrating too much on the wreckage maybe to to notice that but it's would... so close to where the satellite is like yeah. in that case i would have i would have had them blow up the, the plane you know a day's hike away from the satellite instead right. of right on top of it yeah it's it wasn't a, a great plan plus you know even 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 though they say that the plane is obsolete it's still a lot of military hard yeah. a lot of expensive military hardware they just blow up yeah that's a lot of pepsi points for this plane yeah <laughs> It's going to take a lot of cereal box stops to replace that plane. <laughs> yeah, MacGyver has now made it to the satellite, and he starts to open it up, and he's going through the procedure of deactivating the explosive device that's inside so that he can get to the metal cylinder. And uh, at this point, the Russians have spotted him. They and the satellite, that... by the way, is in bizarrely good condition for something yeah. that crash-landed to Earth well, from space. Well, it hang-glided. It but hang-glided it did it? safely... I guess to the point in which it smacked into the ground. Yeah. Because uh, the wings are out, so they must have deployed, but then on upon impact, came apart. I guess. So the implication is that when it was in space, it had these hang gliding wings on it already. Um. And then when it re-entered the Earth's atmosphere, it just glided until it hit ground. Mm-hmm. I guess. It just doesn't seem like that's a good idea because because no. you'll never know where it's going to go. Yeah. Like once it re-enters the atmosphere, it's like, oh, there it is. Oh crap! Now we got. And also, chase the air it. is so thin when it first enters the Earth's atmosphere that it's going to be falling fast enough that it would totally burn off that whole hang gliding system. Yeah. I, I you're preaching to the choir. I think yeah. it's a terrible system, <laughs> but it's all just. I believe it's all just a setup for this MacGyverism. Once he has the cylinder from the satellite. Lucky for him, it crash landed on the top of a mountain. Yeah, and the, and also lucky for him that it's a hang glider. Yeah. Uh, because he he just basically he basically uses his entire roll of duct tape too, he he's just just blaring this thing in duct tape. Yeah, he really just needed the the tubes. He didn't even need. Yeah, any he could just make duct tape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> duct tape make the wings. whole wings out of it. Um. And uh, so, meanwhile, the Russians start unloading mortar at him while the while Khalil and his men are climbing up the mountainside uh, to head him off. And among these men is Ahmed's father, right? No, no, no. Ahmed's father. Uh, is a side story. Like Ahmed's father had already been killed because he was the, the the Russians refer to the resistance as bandits because like they don't want to actually reveal that there's a resistance group going on. It's like oh, okay. Propaganda. I thought Ahmed's father was the one that they shot by the river. No, no, because no. he let MacGyver go. No, no. Ahmed's father was the head of the uh, Afghan resistance okay. against the Soviets, who Khalil killed in order to get with his mother. Right. And probably under the orders of the Russians, too. Sure. Like, it's probably, a, it was like a mutually beneficial situation. Okay. That makes more sense. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, this, this helps to endear Ahmed and his mother to us to know that the, their their father was part of the freedom fighting force. Uh, right. The, was it the, the Mujahideen? Yeah. Is that, does that sound right? The Mujahideen, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's where Osama bin Laden got his start. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. I, I, I mean, was, he was part of the, yeah, yeah, the Afghanistan Freedom I, Fighting I, I was Force. Trying to, I was trying to liken it more to uh, Living Daylights when uh, uh, Bond escapes and he joins up with them. Right. Because uh, he helps the one guy escape the Russian prison. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of how it unfortunately works in this part of the world a lot of the time is that the people who were the good guys in the in one chapter and then in the next chapter suddenly they're not the good guys anymore but yeah. i mean you look at rambo 3 is dedicated to the mujahideen freedom yeah. fighters so rambo 3 is dedicated to osama bin laden Ugh. in a title card at the end of the movie and it's just like so crazy to think of that yeah. <laughs> especially considering when they first started talking about doing a fourth rambo movie that they said rambo was going to kill osama bin laden at the end of it it's like <laughs> wait a minute the last movie was dedicated to him and now you're going to kill him <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but yeah um we should also mention um i guess uh we we neglected to point it out uh in our previous episode but um Terry Hatcher represented the second Bond girl in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a uh, Bond girl, uh, BB Doll from. Uh, I mean, Enemy Within. No, uh, well, she's in she's in Enemy Within, but she she was BB Doll in For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only, um, and then we have Terry Hatcher, who was appearing in MacGyver before her stint as a Bond girl mm-hmm. in Tomorrow um, Never Dies. Yeah, uh, with a with Brosnan, um, and then. Uh, here we have uh, Persis Kambata is uh, Ahmet's mother. Um, she at one point was up for the role of uh, Octopussy, uh, 1983 mm. Octopussy, but she lost out to Maude Adams, who had previously played the mistress of the man with the golden gun. So it was actually her second appearance in, in the franchise, and they, they passed on uh, Persis. Um, but I think Persis would have been a better yeah. a better pick, actually. I mean, I like Maude Adams and all, but uh, yeah. I think I think she would have fit the storyline better yeah and mod already had a turn it, yeah. it feels it feels unfair to give her a second part i mean it's, she's not the first person either to get more than one part in a james bond movie but i think i think it would have been great for for persis Kambata to have played this part yeah, q was in a whole bunch of them yeah that guy is just <laughs> roll hog seriously but um persis unfortunately um she uh i guess in the late 80s had some kind of a uh her, or no early 80s she had some sort of heart surgery and then in, I think, 1998, she uh, complained of chest pains and went to the hospital and, and passed away at, oh, when she was 49 years old. That's too um, bad. But, um, but yeah, she's, she's great in this episode, and, mm-hmm. and she would have made an, an excellent octopusy. Yeah. I think uh, in terms of the Battle of the Bonds, I still give it to Never Say Never Again. As the worst? Uh, for no, no, for the 1983 Battle of the Bonds, when you had Connery and, and Moore playing oh, him in the okay. same year. Um I think uh, I think the Connery outing was more entertaining than. Okay, all right, I'll give it to you. But uh, at the time, Octopussy blew it out of the water. Yeah. Octopussy made way more money because at that point, everyone's like, "Yeah, no, you were Bond, and now this guy's Bond, so go away." Yeah. MacGyver then hang glides. You know, he he, he gets a good start and hang glides off the mountain, but he's immediately just bombarded by gunfire. Yeah, they're they're tearing through the wings of the plane yeah, and you're, you're one hit, shot goes through his arm. Yeah, one shot hits his arm. You hear you hear it pinging off the metal poles. Yeah, it's pretty it's terrifying. Like, yeah, he, from he, this height. Yeah, he's 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 instantly regretting. He probably should have gone off the other side. Yeah. Um and uh so in this in the meantime Ahmed has made like a running he's like been following the the troop movements along the ground and sees MacGyver fl- hang gliding towards the river and just takes this dive down into the water like it's a nasty crash yeah the the, the river's super shallow mm-hmm. and it crashes nose first and it just looks like it slams whoever's riding this hang glider right into the riverbed yeah it, it was a very impressive stunt fall that it, 
I guarantee you hurt someone pretty yeah, badly. Yeah, yeah. that's. And uh, then to top it all off, as soon as he gets up, he gets attacked by a Gorn right there, <laughs> <laughs> right at the base of the rocks. <laughs> so that's that's pretty rough too. But so he's wearing the cast again from. <laughs> From this scene on, he has the cast um, throughout the episode. And yeah. the implication is that it's from the gunshot wound, although I think that a case could have been made just as much for the hang glider crash, right, which right, looks right. like you could definitely have broken your arm doing that. I would yeah. be surprised if the stunt guy didn't break his arm doing it. Well, it's not just in a cast. It was in a, it's in a full sling. Yeah, but there's right. a cast in the sling. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. So Amit, you know, uh, one of the, I guess one of the horseback soldiers had been close by. And starts shooting at MacGyver while he's trying to make a just a, a staggered, injured getaway. So MacGyver makes a slingshot and of a piece of fabric. I can't really tell what it is. He just happens to have a length of fabric. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's it's the classic, you know, classic kind of slingshot. Not 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 your like Bart Simpson slingshot. Yeah, it's a, is, it's a straight up David and Goliath yeah, it, slingshot. Yeah, it, it, it's an actual sling. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, he gets a. With his bat, with his like non-dominant, because I believe yeah, he just got shot through his right arm, so now he's using his non-dominant arm as mm-hmm. to throw this rock with a slingshot. Yeah, an old school slingshot is not the easiest thing to accurately hit someone with. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. especially with your bad arm, that you're not going to hit this guy. <laughs> but MacGyver is. Yeah. Oh man, he, he knocks him right off the horse, and uh, probably paralyzed him. Yeah, <laughs> the guy. Uh, if he because if he doesn't, Khalil's going to kill him, and. Uh, at this point, he's just exhausted. He's 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 bleeding out. Uh, Ahmed comes to help him up, and they put him on the horse of the soldier he knocked off. And Ahmed says, "Like we got to get you out of the river at least uh, before they spot you." And so they ride up into the brush, just as like Khalil's men are riding down to the water. And then one of the one of the horseback riders uh, they hit the water, and there must have been like a deep deep part of the of the river that wasn't as shallow, and you just see this rider just take a dive and he, yeah. his horse goes in, he goes in, he's tumbling down. And, and the next horse back kind of trudges right over them. Yeah. Like they're, they're trying to get out of the way, but it's hard. Then you can see like the, some of the riders just stop and start Turn turning around, around immediately. Like, Oh crap. Yeah. Is this guy and hurt? Then, and then they cut, they just, yeah. they just cut away. And, uh, that's when we find out that, uh, you know, MacGyver and Ahmed have gotten to safety. As far as we know, no one died in the making of this episode, but it seems like a lot of people came real close. Yeah, there's some craziness going on. And Khalil then, like, grabs his man who was, his man who was hit off the horse with a stone and kills him. He kills right. him for failure. Like, to, to let yeah, the other guy know. this one was the one that I thought was Ahmed's father at one point. Yeah. Uh, he's not. Just to, just to clarify, this is not Ahmed's father. Yes. And... Uh, so Khalil kills him as an example, and he, he very awkwardly he's like got all his men around him. And he says, "Okay, my children, go and find me this pilot." It's kind of a weird, yeah. a weird thing to say, and uh, it and sounds so, very cult leadery. Mm-hmm. But then he says he's got other things to take care of, which means he's going to go back and go after Ahmed's mother again. I guess, yeah. Um, I believe her name is in this episode is like Zia. Yeah. Yeah, she's it's never it's never said, uh, but that's how she's credited. And uh, so in the meantime, Ahmed is taking MacGyver there, and Ahmed's mother is is just totally just like, why did you bring him here? Yeah, why would you take this guy here if there's people trying to kill him? Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know he he convinces her to let him stay, uh, and uh, Khalil then rides up, 
and what and uh, so MacGyver is then forced to confront him, and they he have... notices a little butane mm-hmm. cartridge, and he asks if if what it is, and she confirms that it's butane. Yeah, because they have like a like a little little indoor grill, I guess, for cooking. Yeah. Uh, and so MacGyver waits for Khalil to come in the front door and just whacks off the edge of the canister. And... You pointed out that he bursts yeah, in the door. He kicks a door in, takes one step into the house, and then gets hit in the chest with this canister, and then somehow gets blown back through the door he just kicked in, which mm-hmm. wouldn't have been behind him at this point. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, he collapses on it, and as he's collapsing, since he already had his gun drawn, yeah. he kind of bends around and shoots himself in the chest like General Narai style. <laughs> it's a little uh, hard to believe. Yeah. It's... But it happened. Yeah, and um, MacGyver doesn't seem that upset about the fact that he essentially killed this person, considering his stance for the rest of the episode about not killing people if you don't have to. Right. I mean, like, there he is one tiny step removed from the from this having been a murder, but really, MacGyver uh, killed this guy. Yeah, it, if anything, like, that canister would have broken his ribs. Yeah. And then... He would have just died very slowly over the yeah, course of three exactly. days. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got internal, like, his lungs been punctured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. MacGyver killed him. It's, it's it, I'm not arguing that MacGyver definitely killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ahmed was all like, you know, finished like want, did, wasn't sure he was dead, and tells MacGyver to kill him. And then MacGyver points out, oh, he shot himself. Yeah. So nothing to do with me. Just <laughs> guess he was feeling real suicidal after that butane thing hit him. <laughs> he had nothing more to live for. Yeah. That butane was the only reason he came back. That was what he came here for. At this point, uh, you know. Uh, Ahmed's mother tells Ahmed to let the horse go, so they think like Khalil just something happened to him. Yeah, the, but the people will recognize this horse, especially with the silver bridle. Right. And so she's like, "You need to get the horse as far away from our house as you can." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, but the bridle's worth a lot of money." And she's like, "That doesn't matter." Yeah, you can't. You it it it'll be suspicious if it doesn't. If he's if it's if we have it and we don't have Khalil here. Yeah. And so, uh, but Ahmed doesn't listen to her, and he takes it anyway which i don't know what his long-term plan would have been you can't possibly sell it without giving away that you have it Mm -hmm. and as soon as someone saw it somewhere and they said oh ahmed sold it to me then you're you're out dude that's the end of it i suppose you could melt it down but uh he He can't even fix a water pump he doesn't know how to melt down exactly um so he keeps it and then he hides it just in plain sight under the bed sometimes hiding in plain sight doesn't work yeah (laughs) I don't think it worked so well for, for them in the last episode either. She was getting hit on by every single officer in the army. Uh, so, uh, you know, Ahmed's mother is, like, trying to help MacGyver, like, tend to his wound, but it has to be cauterized. Right. And so she's it, using a fire poker, ugh. which I feel like, I don't know if it was MacGyver. I feel like I've seen somewhere where someone did, like, basically, like, a flash powder in the wound and then lit it to to cauterize. Well, the, uh, the, Clint Eastwood does that in Two Mules for Sister Sarah. I don't know if I've seen that one, but um, I feel like maybe I don't think it was James Bond either. It's a, it's a technique that's been done. Sure, like, yeah. You know, like the they, they they take a bullet. And it just seems like that would be easier to take than having someone hold a hot poker against your wound. Yeah, because it's quicker. Yeah. It's just like it's like it it's, it burns and it's done rather than like sustained pressure of a burning hot rod. And I don't know how long, you know, I mean, I'm assuming she, she says something along the lines of, she knows how to treat gunshot wounds. Right. Because the, the Soviets, Soviets have been attacking for so long that uh, it's a pretty common occurrence. Right. So I guess she's learned exactly how long you need to hold it to kill an infection off, but it still seems like she's overdoing it. Yeah. Oh. Maybe for safety's sake. 
Yeah, and uh, so you know she she cauterizes and MacGyver passes out from the pain. Right. And uh, the the next the next opening the next act kind of comes in where it, she says it's been a couple of days. He, like Ahmed's asking how MacGyver is. And and she, she says he slept through the night again. Yeah, and so it's like it's been an unknown number. So this of is days. at least day three. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Mac is now up on his feet. And uh, he comes outside to see what's going on, and uh, at this point, the Russians and the the, the 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 horseback soldiers have found Khalil's horse without the bridle. They know they know immediately that the bridle's gone, but they right. they recognize it as Khalil's horse. But they're not too concerned about Khalil at this point because they figure he's drunk, or he's dead and he fell down somewhere. They, yeah. Because they don't really like him anyway. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know. He is their leader of a sort, so they are kind of curious as to what happened to him. And uh, in the meantime, the Russians are like going house to house in the area. Not that there's that many houses to go to. Sure. But uh, they're do they're doing a general sweep for MacGyver to see uh, where he is, and they have, they knew he couldn't have gotten far. Yeah. And we should mention too that uh, the the set they're using as like the sort of village or mini village that. Uh that Ahmed and his mother live in. It's close enough to the actual shooting location of Vasquez Rocks that you can see them in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like I think this entire episode was shot in the same, like, yeah. four square miles of that area. But the the awesome rock formation, you could see it right over the house every time they're outside. Right. We then come back from, from the Russians, we come back to MacGyver in bed again, and Zia comes up to him and says, like, that he has to get going pretty soon, and... And they kind of have like this moment. She's crying, and he wipes a tear off of her face. Yeah. And she's holding her his hand close to her face, and like just kind of like enjoying the touch. And then it cuts to the next morning. Right. And it's it's kind of a strange encounter because she's coming out. She seems kind of like bubbly and combing her hair. It seems very postcoital. Yeah, like he comes out and is kind of like shyly looking at her. And yeah. Um, and she's just smiling at him, and he's like, "What are you looking at?" She's like, "I just want to remember." Yeah, and it's it, like this seems a lot like Shia LaBeouf the second. Yeah, it. Um, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's never fully stated whether or not anything happened, but I think it's pretty heavily implied. Yeah, that something happened. But uh, at this point, Ahmed, it comes. Uh, I can't remember when when he fixed the pump. Is it? Is it? before then or it must it have been is, before, it's before that. that yeah yeah they, they have a water pump in their house and uh the one of the it's been gas broken pump. for like a month yeah the implication being that these people don't even know how the equipment in their homes work like obviously they would be able to fix this if they yeah. understand how a water pump works which they would mm-hmm. then they would be able to fix it they wouldn't just go without water because the pump died this isn't idiocracy this yeah. is this is an actual village where people live and uh but it, it, yeah, MacGyver fixes it with some leather because it was just like one of the rubber gaskets uh, broke on the on the pipe. So yeah, so he fixes and gets the pump working. Uh, that's kind of like other than the hang glider, that's pretty much the only real MacGyverism. Yeah, the, I the mean, butane launch. Yeah, I but guess that's, that's not really a MacGyverism. Yeah, that, that, I, uh, I guess we'll get to the thing with the rock formation later too, though. Sure. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, this this is a weird kind of a guy because it's one of those things where it's not necessary for his escape or for his plans. It's just something that he does, like fixing Trumbo's pump. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a little just a little. Side Every once thing. in a while, he'll fix a pump. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a pump again. <laughs> he's a he's a professional plumber. <laughs> um. 
and then uh, but at this point now the Russians have have narrowed their search down to this house. Right. And uh, so they come by with one rider and one guy in a jeep. And MacGyver basically one armed buries himself yeah. in hay. It like really this should have been one of either Ahmed or his mother helping to bury him. Mm-hmm. Because he's having a real tough time of it. He basically scoops up a bunch of hay and then kicks the the pitchfork. He kicks it up in the air with all the hay on top of it so, so that he's, like, digging it out so yeah. that he can lay down and pull it over himself. But it looks really uncomfortable. And uh, so when the when they arrive, like, the, the, the horseback soldier, he, he goes inside and checks out the house and starts eating soup with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> like Oh, this the, is really good soup. <laughs> he, like, aggressively takes it from... Ahmed, but it doesn't take his spoon, because that's gross. I don't want to eat off somebody else's spoon. It's disgusting. (laughs) Um, But it just starts dipping his fingers and then licking it off his fingers. It's a very awkward scene. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, the Russian soldier is just checking things around outside and, uh, uh, you know, kind of like sniffing around the barn where the, the hay pile is. And that's when the horseback soldier sees Khalil's bridle sitting right out in the open with some key lighting on it <laughs> amazingly zia never noticed it and yeah it really does look like in addition to stashing that under the bed he also stashed a turned on flashlight pointed right at it yeah it's like extra shiny and yeah glistening. i mean it's silver so it's you should be covering it with something if you don't want it to catch people's eyes yeah uh and yeah like so you like he's just like aggressively shaking like the bridle like, where is Khalil? where is he what have you done um at at the same moment, MacGyver has not lured, but this, the the Russian soldier has kind of come into the barn area, and MacGyver pulls one of the supports for the the kind of like just kind of twig and thatchy kind of hay roof, yeah, and just collapses it on him, yeah. And so the Afghan soldier comes running outside, and MacGyver whacks him with a shovel. So he's yeah, got, cracks him in the face pretty good. Yeah, like so he knocks him out, but the Russian soldier still conscious, but MacGyver has his AK. And Ahmed is telling him to kill him. Like, you have yeah, to kill again, him. Again, Ahmed's like, all right, we don't have a choice here, right? We have to kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this guy doesn't really have a weapon anymore, so we really do have a choice. And yeah. MacGyver decides against it. So so MacGyver lets him go, to, to, tells him to run off, and, and tells Ahmed that he didn't kill him because he didn't have to. Yeah, and that should be enough of a reason not yeah. to kill somebody. I guess my question would be, though, if he did have to... <laughs> yeah, that, that's implying that he would kill if he did have to. Right. Uh, but and how do you determine whether or not you have to? Right. This is a very sticky situation. Plus, as we learned from Saving Private Ryan, uh, it doesn't always work out the way you planned. Yeah, it's it's a pretty risky it's a risky move. The upshot is that the the same guy encounters you later and lets you go, and then the downshot is the same guy encounters you later and stabs you very slowly. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It could go so bad. Yeah. Um, but at this point, now that they know that the Russians know where they are, they all decide to leave. Ahmed, his mother, and MacGyver all decide to leave for the Pakistani She's border She's like, there's together. nothing here for us anymore. It's like, there's more here for you now than there was 20 minutes ago when I didn't fix your water pump yet. Yeah, and kill the guy who was raping you. Yeah. Like, we've, I've pretty much made your life here infinitely better. But now there's nothing here for you. Yeah. So they take the jeep from the Russian officer who they let go and just start driving up into the mountains. In the meantime, he's been picked up, the Russian. And uh, it's weird because, like, he's coming down the road towards the the truck heading towards him. Like, they're meeting up in the middle. Yeah. And the Russian says, oh, the American. He's like, oh, let's go get him. But then they turn the truck around. Yeah. Like, they don't go the direction that the Russian came from. 
they go the complete opposite direction. Yeah. And uh, uh, they start they they manage to somehow catch up with MacGyver and company and start shooting RPG rockets at them, and uh, that causes MacGyver to steer the jeep into a rock and to disable the jeep. Right. So now now they're on foot, and uh, the Russians are close behind them with a truck. This this is where MacGyver then like looks up and sees that there's this kind of crazy outcropping of rock, and gets a plan to use the fire extinguisher from the jeep and a gas can full of water. Are there, I always assume that those gas cans on the back of jeeps are full of gas. Yeah, I don't know why it had water in it. Like, I mean, this is could be potentially desert area, so maybe it's just to keep the car from overheating. You have one that's full of water. Or, or just for emergency use, yeah. if you have water if you break down or stuck sure. out in the desert. I mean, they have a fire extinguisher, so apparently there's some kind of like emergency preparedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, it would be gas, but um, it, it just bothers me. It really bothers me that it's a gas can full of water because even if it was full of water, you don't want to. You would never use a gas can, like for drinking water. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, but they take it up to the outcropping, and like MacGyver sees that there's some cracks, and he has Ahmed pour the water into the cracks while he freezes it with the uh, fire extinguisher. Yeah, telling Ahmed that ice expands when it freezes, and he's hoping to like jar loose this rock formation since it's the only the only real path is the path that they came up and if they can time it just right they can drop the rock formation onto the russians especially since the farthest they could get down the road is right up behind the jeep that they crashed in the path exactly so they would basically hold them there Mm -hmm. under this rock yeah they'd they'd have to either get out or stay in the jeep which it kind of they do both because the jeep pulls up and macgyver's got kind of a a wedge driven into the rock along with the ice. So he's kind of like wedging it more, freezing, wedging it more, freezing, just slowly working this rock to the point where he th- he feels that he can just give it one good solid whack. And that's what drops it down onto the Russian truck. And the two guys jump out of it just barely in time, and the yeah. whole thing just explodes when the rock hits it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's one of those situations where they just dive out of the truck. They don't appear to be knocked out or injured. Right. But... So conceivably, they should be fine and shooting at him still. Yeah, but in, in this situation, it's just kind of like unspoken. Everything that, is diffused. Yeah, that, that, that they can just... In fact, Zia calls it an easy walk to the border. Yeah. And so they come down the other side of this hill, instantly are faced face-to-face with a like armored troop carrier with a machine gun pointed right at them. And it's the, the soldier who MacGyver let live. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, crap. Uh, but the soldier, like, takes off his goggles and tells him, hey, board, the border's that way, but the next time I see you, I'm going to drop a roof on your head. Yeah. Like, amicable enemies. Yeah. Like, you spared my life. I'm going to lend you, give you a hand, even though the, the consequences for this guy are really dire, because he was told that he would lose, if if he, just if he found MacGyver, yeah. he would lose his rank and six months pay. Yeah. But if he doesn't find MacGyver, he'll be court-martialed. Right. Which is still better than if Khalil was in charge. Because yeah. Because Khalil would just shoot him on a riverside. Right. But maybe, it, 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 I guess you could make the argument that uh, his commanding officer was killed in that truck accident. Sure. Um, so maybe it, he's fine. Yeah, he might be. He might end up being all right. Um, but also, actually, even if he doesn't die, here's I'm, I'm not thinking about this too much. Yeah. Uh, even if he doesn't die, the Russian, his his commanding officer didn't do any better when encountering a wounded man. Yeah. So 
he's as much and to blame. And at this point, he's not just wounded, but he's crashed his vehicle and he's on foot. And you yeah. guys have Jeeps and RPGs. and Yeah. So now he's as much to lose by coming forth about this information. So he'll probably forego anything. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. I, I always worried about this soldier for that reason until now. Until just now. Now yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel good about it. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. They they kind of just walk off into the desert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully there's, there's a town right at the border of Pakistan. Yeah, they just crawl under a fence and they're somehow in Kansas already. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this um, they, is... They didn't really have much supplies. I mean, and... this is conceivably another uh, Iron Curtain escape, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, definitely. Yeah, so <laughs> this happens very often, it seems like. Um now it's getting to be every episode here towards the end of the season. Yeah, it's true. Everything, everything's, everything occurs just at the border, and it's always just trying to get across the border. At least for the last three episodes in a row, mm-hmm. we've had a border crossing. Yeah, for sure. But you know, this episode, um, I have, I have a lot of issues with it. But yeah, it's it's the pacing is very slow. Mm-hmm. He too much time in bed. Yeah, and too much time like recovering from his injury. And I mean, to a certain extent, you are limited by this accident that Richard Dean Anderson right. experienced and the fact that he's going to be having to do everything one-armed, so he can't be climbing around on the hood of a car or anything right. here. But I also think that, that they try to give you these uh, MacGyver situations, like because MacGyver can get out of any situation. Yeah. So the only way to make this situation more dangerous is to fill him with a drug-induced serum or to cripple him in some kind of way yeah. to give him a challenge. Yeah. Because otherwise, you go, oh, well, MacGyver will figure his way out. Um, and this also isn't the last time that Richard Dean Anderson will be injured and working. Yeah. Uh, he, he hurt himself a lot on this show because, I mean, he did a lot of the stunts himself, mm-hmm. especially at the start of the show. Yeah. Um, and he, like, uh, like we learned from uh, Kay in our interview um, for episode seven, that he, he really is in every scene mm-hmm. for the most part. So it's not surprising that the guy who spends the most time jumping around and flying off of things is the one who busts himself up right. the most. Because even some of the pratfalls that he takes, just like, uh, I, I think back to the Thief of Budapest when he, obviously the stuntman slides off the roof, but then it cuts to him falling to his butt. Like, just yeah, doing yeah. that repeatedly, that, that that's not fun. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to get it on the first take, but if that takes three or four, it's like, uh, your feet are all messed up. Yeah. So yeah, like good good for him, like being action oriented and and not taking you know two months off when your arm is broken. Exactly, like he 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 stuck with the schedule. But unfortunately, as a result, this is a very slow and yeah, arguably less interesting episode than we've had. Um, it tries to hammer home the whole passive resistance thing, mm-hmm. but in the face of MacGyver flat out murdering someone, it it's less effective a message. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people, I think more people die in this episode than most MacGyver episodes. Because right. you got a guy get shot right away by Khalil. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Khalil shoots himself. Khalil shoots himself. Quote unquote shoots himself. Uh, we don't know how many people may may have died in that explosion that MacGyver caused. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's for such an episode that that's like like anti-violence. It's it's got a lot of a lot of death involved. Especially following every time she smiles, which I don't think kills anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, people get tortured and threatened, but nobody's killed in that. Yeah, no, episode, nobody as far dies. As I, can I mean, yeah, cause, like even that car wreck, everything, everything turns out all right. Yeah, I mean, maybe some people died when they burned down 
the building that he lives in. <laughs> but they didn't really burn it down. It was an it was the illusion of the a illusion fire. of fire, yeah. So, but yeah, so this episode was all right. Uh, not not my most favorite, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I really got to say about it. <laughs> I think that's all we got for this episode. Um, yeah, because I know the consensus online is that it's like one of the better ones. I don't think it's a consensus, but I have seen a lot of people say, this is a really strong episode, I really liked it. And they like to see MacGyver persevering in the face of, you know, this this physical, mm. uh, you know, this injury that, that he's incurred. And, and the fact that he's able to do these things one-handed, or that he's like, his weakness is being shown. Which I feel like it was more interesting in Nightmares, when he's like... He looks really screwed up, but mm-hmm. he's still doing everything that MacGyver normally does. Here, yeah. he's like taking really long naps. Yeah. And, you know, there's not that much of Richard Dean Anderson actually doing really fun stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it definitely weakens the episode for me. Um, but I think that's all we got for this one. Yeah. Um, if you want to reach out to us uh, with comments on uh, on upcoming or, or further down the line episodes of the show, you can find us at uh, Twitter. Our handle is opening gambit, all one word. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast. And uh, you can obviously find us on our website at phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Um, tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 1, Episode 18, Ugly Duckling. And thank you for listening. You're welcome. Not you. <laughs>